Hello and welcome to the next episode in the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. We continue with our series on the spiritual disciplines and today we are thinking about fasting under the title Fasting and Feasting Part 2. I'm aware I've spoken about this before, but I really want to revisit this as an important spiritual discipline. We'll be reading together from Matthew chapter 9, verses 14 to 17. We pray together. Lord, we thank you for the spiritual disciplines. Thank you that they are means of grace for us that they're like channels through which we can come to you and experience your amazing grace. Fasting is no different, is no exception to the rule. And we thank you that by fasting and through fasting, you have revealed yourself to countless Christians in countless generations in so many places around the world. Lord, if we are practicing this discipline, pray that you would encourage us today. And if we are not practicing it, pray that you would just help us to see, yeah, the benefits of this for our Christian lives today and to graft fasting into our spiritual practices, our spiritual lives. Be with us. Speak to us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 9 and beginning at verse 14. John's disciples came to Jesus and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth onto an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Well, fasting is a challenging and bracing spiritual discipline. And just to reinforce the fact that this is part of the way of life that Jesus holds out for us, we might go back to Matthew 6 and we might see Jesus saying, when you pray, and we accept that 100%, yeah, we're going to pray. But then he also says, when you fast. There is an expectation from Jesus that we will pray and fast. And then here in Matthew 9, 
Absolutely, Jesus' disciples are not fasting at the moment that they are questioned. But Jesus says a time is coming when the bridegroom will be taken from them, then they will fast. Again, the expectation is that Jesus' disciples will fast. We are in a time where the bridegroom has been taken from us. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. That's where he is physically. And yes, he is with us by the Holy Spirit, but physically he is with his Father. And so it is appropriate that we fast. Why do we do this? What is the point? Is it twisting God's arm? No, it isn't. I don't believe that that is the point of fasting. I've said previously that in some ways I I struggle with the theology and the spirituality around it. I, I still do. But what I know beyond a shadow of a doubt is that since I have grafted this into the spiritual disciplines that shape my own way of life... I have just received so much from God. I think it sharpens not only a physical appetite, but a spiritual appetite. And I think fasting, which is new, new wine fasting, new kingdom fasting, is fasting that says, Jesus, I desire you more than I desire your gifts, more even than I desire food. We rejoice to live in such a wonderful world and God has given us so many gifts to enjoy. But it's good to go without so that we don't become dependent. And it's good to go without so that we focus more on the giver than we do on the gift. I've said that it's not to twist God's arm in prayer and absolutely it isn't. Prayer doesn't work like that. And yet I know that I have seen some extraordinary answers to prayer, which in my mind and from my point of view really seem to be connected to fasting. So I encourage you with all of my heart to press into this discipline of fasting. What it means in its original context is going for a period of time without food We might take water or it might be a partial fast where we might have the occasional cup of tea. But fasting really is going without food. One to put in the very important medical rider is that there there may be medical reasons why you shouldn't be fasting. And if that is you or you suspect that might be you, then consult with a doctor before you fast from food. There are other ways that we can fast. We can fast from social media. We can fast from television. We can fast from something that is good and gracious and wonderful and that God has given to us just for a time so that we desire him more than we desire his gifts so that we, we live disciplined lives. But I have found that fasting from food is hugely beneficial. 
And if you can do that, and because this is what Jesus is first and foremost talking about here, I encourage you to do so. This is a neglected spiritual discipline in the West. It hasn't been neglected in that way around the world, and it hasn't been neglected in that way in Christian history. But it is neglected by us now. Maybe, just maybe, one of the reasons why the church in the majority world is so vibrant and we in the West are not is that we have neglected this discipline of fasting. Let's get back to it as a way of really connecting with our good and our gracious God. Jesus says, when you fast, Jesus says, they will fast. Who are we? as Christian disciples, to disagree. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you that you have given us this spiritual discipline of fasting, that we might seek you in a more thorough, intentional, focused way. Thank you for the new wine of the kingdom of God of which our verses speak. And thank you that we can engage in feasting as well as fasting. Nevertheless, we want to fast as a spiritual discipline. We want to say that we desire you more than your good and gracious gifts. So Lord, help us. Help us to deny ourselves for a season Help us to feel those hunger pangs, not so much for physical food, but for you yourself. Lord, we long for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water, our souls long for you. Sharpen that longing through prayer and fasting, we pray. For we ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen.